glanced at her home. Her sisters waited for her, their warmth and happiness filling up the cold emptiness. But she couldn't go to them yet. She had to make one more try. She threw her head back and stared up at the sky. Clouds partially obscured the moon, casting dark shadows over the light. Her breath lodged in her throat as she caught sight of the double ring around the moon, dark red to black. Hannah! Libby Drake called. Save me! I'm getting picked on! Hannah drew her sweater closer around her and hurried back into the safe haven of her home. Trouble was coming very soon, but she didn't know where or at whom it would strike. She needed the laughter and camaraderie of her sisters to dispel the fear growing inside of her. Sometimes her gifts were a curse. Libby slipped her arm around Hannah as they went down the stairs together. You okay? You're shivering with cold. I'm fine. I'm looking forward to our get-together tonight, Hannah replied, hugging Libby close. Just touching Libby could soothe away her fears. She forced a smile as she joined her sisters, throwing herself on the floor in the warm circle. So tell me why you're all picking on Libby. She glanced one last time toward a window and then turned away. There was nothing she could do, so she turned her attention to her sisters and the enjoyment they always brought her. All I said was, I'm tired of being goody-two-shoes. I'm changing my image completely and becoming a bad girl, Libby announced. Libby, you crack me up, Sarah Drake said to her younger sister. You don't have a mean bone in your body. You couldn't be a bad girl if you tried. Libby scowled at Sarah and then glared at the circle of faces surrounding her. I am not the goody two-shoes you all think I am. Oh, really? Jolie Drake raised an eyebrow from where she was sprawled out on the floor. Name one person in this world you'd like to see take a flight to Mars. Someone you utterly despise. Laughter rang through the living room. No way is that possible. Hannah leaned over to kiss Libby on her temple. We all adore you, hun, but you really don't have it in you to be a bad girl. Not like me, or Jolie. She looked at the youngest sister, or Elle. The laughter increased, and Elle shrugged. It's the red hair. I take no responsibility for my, uh, interesting personality. It's way more fun to be bad, Jolie said unrepentant. No one expects you to do the right thing, and you're never really in trouble. Mom and Dad never expected me to be polite and kind when we were growing up. They spent all their time telling me to censor myself. She reached for a cookie and sat up to drink her tea. I tried to explain I was censoring, that five things came into my head and I picked the least offensive, but they still weren't thrilled. Elle grinned at Jolie over her teacup. They got used to being called into the principal's office at school. I was really glad I came after you. You paved the way for me. I argued with the teachers over everything, and the counselor said I had problems with authority figures. They could never actually catch me at anything, Hannah said, breathing on her fingernails and polishing them with a satisfied air. One or two of the teachers suspected I had something to do with frogs pouring out of the desks of girls who weren't very nice to me. 
but no one could actually prove it. Libby sighed. I want to be like that. I detest being the good girl. But you are a good girl, Kate pointed out, patting Libby's knee. You can't help it. Even as a kid, you had causes. You couldn't get into trouble because you were too busy saving the world. That's not a bad thing. And you don't think mean things, Libby, Abigail added. It isn't in you. You're responsible, Sarah said. That's a good thing. Libby, sitting cross-legged on the floor, covered her face with her hands, groaned aloud as she tipped over to land her head in Hannah's lap. No, it's so boring. I'm just plain boring. I want to be bad to the bone, wild, unpredictable, anything but good old steady Libby. I'll dye your hair for you, Lib.